재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 This is Koreascape on TBS EFM 101.3 in Seoul, 98.7 in Gwangju and 93.7 in Yeosu. This show is all about inquiring what is the present Korean mindset, what's on people's minds. And the best way we know how to find that out is to listen to what Koreans are saying to each other on mainstream media or on social media. It's a little thing we call Culture Pulse, and we like to kick off the week with it and with contributor Violet Kim here in the studio. Hey, Violet. Hi, Kurt. So, yeah, we kind of touched upon the Brexit vote in the news feed today. We're not going to make it a full-blown Culture Pulse item, uh, but I just wanted to touch base with you and say, what is the general mood online in the netosphere about how people feel about the Brexit vote? I've seen a few headlines about, like, it's not going to be great for the Ukrainian economy, but I don't think people are actually worried. It's more like, hey, look what the British have done. Hey, Mabel, look at that. What have you done? (laughs) A little bit of surprise and shock, though, right? Uh, I think there has been a lot of shock. Yeah. But not so much real anxiety. Okay, fair enough. Let's get into our actual topics now. Topic one, the question of smartphones for students. Is Mm -hmm. this one of those human rights kind of questions? Well, some people think it shouldn't be, but it was sort of made into a human rights issue when the National Human Rights Commission of Korea announced that excessive restrictions on the smartphone usage of students at school was a violation of the students' rights as humans to pursue happiness. My goodness. So, yeah, that was the reaction of a lot of people. So there aren't exact statistics, but it's quite common, and you can imagine that it's quite common for middle schools and high schools to collect the smartphones of students before classes and to return them at the end of the day. It Which to sense. me, in my, in my generational outlook, seems incredibly reasonable mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. And sometimes students at boarding schools, which might... Uh, they have their smartphones confiscated during the entire week. Uh-huh. And that sort of increases their sense of isolation. You're there to study kids. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, mm-hmm. is, is it a problem of like they don't, they're isolated, they can't call home and call mom, is that it? Or they can't uh, do instant messaging? Is that uh, more the thing? Well, uh, so I think a lot of the commenters sort of agreed with you. So I'm going Am to I just being give too you snarky a few about it? Of... Is a smartphone like a, a necessary tool that if deprived of it, the student will actually suffer? Well, not, I don't want to tell you my opinion on this, okay. but I will uh, give you some of the pro-smartphone camp opinions. Let's do that. So according to one activist, smartphone usage has become so normalized and even essential in our society. So restricting it is it's different from restricting just playing games or any other leisure activity. Okay. Maybe it's true that students use smartphones to play games or watch viral videos, but they also use it for keeping in touch with friends and family, sometimes even as aids for study. Hmm. Now, you know, it's there's so many arguments against this, like the reality is that this isn't so, you know. But anyway, the program also says, why rule out students? You know, would it be right to deprive employees at a company of the right to use smartphones if it lowers their productivity? Yes. Um, or uh, if it prevented them from being productive and focused? And you say yes, but the activist says a lot of employees would be against that. Yeah. Uh, they would say, hey, you can't, like, deprive me of my freedom to use my smartphone. Um, you know? I don't know. I mean, like a, a workplace mm-hmm. is not a pure democracy, is it? Mm-hmm. I mean, they can tell you mm-hmm. what to wear within certain reasonable uh, borderlines. Mm-hmm. And um, I think they can uh, notice 
the kind of time you're spending on the smartphone. The the, the solution, I think, would mm-hmm. be to provide a company-provided smartphone mm-hmm. that tracks what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Likewise, at the school, wouldn't mm-hmm. that be a possibility? A school-provided smartphone that has certain apps and things uh, closed off, uh-huh. you know, and then you're not isolated anymore. Right, Did I just right, solve right. the problem? Well, I mean, the tracks your behavior smartphone seems like a breach of privacy as well. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that might also, like, people might be against that. Uh-huh. Um, but at least you're being consistent about you think it's okay to, like, restrict smartphone usage. I think so. Not, you know, to, not in broad, uh-huh. broader society, mm-hmm. but in very narrow, specific contexts uh-huh. where somebody else is in charge. Right. Like a school, like a workplace. Right. I think um, it could be possible. We've got some actual voices on this. Uh, let's hear what the web has to say in this week's social media elements. If anything, you should confiscate the smartphones of our lawmakers. I've seen certain National Assembly members look at random photos on their phones. If we return the smartphones to students, and trust them to control themselves, the classroom will become chaos. The students will ignore the teacher, stare at their phones, and chat amongst themselves or watch videos. I'm against at the unrealistic proposals of these desk bureaucrats. Here, it's important to think about the teacher's perspective. These people need to try teaching a class and maintaining order. Then they'll realize how difficult that is. So, Violet, some interesting arguments both ways there. Mm Some stuff that kind of resonated with what I was saying. I mean, yes. it's perfectly okay to control access to smartphones mm-hmm. in a classroom setting. The question I have still is, is this really a human rights commission issue? Does it go that high? Doesn't the human rights right. commission have better things to work on? Right. That's was the sort of vibe that I got from the comments as well. Mm. Like, for me, I'm, I don't know how I feel about justifying restrictions with, like, it's hard to main control without it, because that people use that to justify a lot of things. Uh, so it's important to question that justification, sure. but is it a human rights issue? I'm also a little bit doubtful about that. Okay, let's move on. We'll stay in the basic smartphone topic, but uh, this neologism, I love how Koreans make up words. The word smombi, smartphone zombie. There's actually that there was actually a Wikipedia page for smombi, and I discovered that it wasn't invented by Korea. <laughs> oh, it wasn't invented it was by Korea. Actually, well, whoever yeah. did, it's a cool word. Smombies. Mm-hmm. You deal with the smombies on the street every day and in the subway. Mm-hmm. People who are staring down at their screen and therefore doing the zombie shuffle mm-hmm. or blocking up walkways. Uh, How are they entering our culture pulse discussion today? Well, News has recently published a feature full of anecdotes about people who either were the victims of these smombies or who caught themselves in smombie-esque acts and (laughs) repented. Okay. And they wrote about these people. And these articles kind of come up on a regular basis Uh and not just in South Korean media, you know, but like – smartphone danger-related articles, you know, articles about the dangers of craning your neck down to look at your smartphone screen all the time and the negative effects in social situations. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, the reality is that a lot of us are reading these articles on our smartphones and people aren't just going to stop using smartphones. At the end of the day, though, it's a multitasking question. Mm -hmm. Uh, Multitasking, I think it's pretty well universally agreed upon, doesn't work. You got to do one thing, then do another. Yes. And my recommendation would be: Hey, get there, get your cup of coffee, mm-hmm. sit still, 
Mm-hmm. And then read your articles and then read your smartphone. Right. Walking along and trying to read these articles, uh, it's just not working. I think it's- that's actually a pretty positive or optimistic look at it because mm. I don't think for many people it's a multitasking thing. It's not like they're so busy that they have to check their email in the crosswalk. It's like they're just so glued to this one video that they're watching. There you go. And, and there's uh, always some little payoff, some little shot of dopamine you get from mm-hmm. your... Uh, whatever you're viewing on social media, that mm-hmm. people are addicted mm-hmm. on a low level. Mm-hmm. And I think the problem is that the etiquette hasn't caught up to the technology yet. Yes. Like, if you remember when like TV on phones first came out, people would just watch them without plugging in earphones. Yeah. And I think that was when there were only like one or two people with that kind right. of thing. So there wasn't like a sort of system of manners built around, you know, how to deal with this new technology. But now I think people are learning or hopefully will learn how to live with smartphones. Smartphone etiquette. And Mm -hmm. you've got some of those signs out there now on the street saying, don't be a smartphone zombie. They've got signs representing people being hit by cars. Mm -hmm. They've put the signs on the sidewalk because Mm -hmm. your eyes are looking down anyway, Mm -hmm. saying, hey, cool it on the smartphone use, at least while you're crossing the street. That might be. Um, And some cities, I don't know if you've heard about this, but... I recently found out this was a global phenomenon, and the city of Augsburg in Germany recently installed traffic lights at ground level so that (laughs) smartphone users could better see Uh, them and not, I don't know, get themselves killed. I would call that enabling, Uh enabling the problem rather than solving it. It is an interesting idea. Maybe it's just a matter of changing our perspective and learning how to sort of accommodate people. Is there anything particularly – Sure. Is there anything particularly Korean – about the smombi problem that's different than, say, the smombies in Belgium or the smombies in the USA. Koreans do everything a little more intensively, so mm-hmm. they're a little bit more engaged in the smartphones, it seems, than in other cities. But Well, I, I do think it's interesting in the context of comparing to the uh, smartphones in a classroom setting. Uh-huh. A lot of people were very conservative about smartphones in a classroom setting. And I yes. think it's because of the sort of status of students or huxing in Korean society. Mm-hmm. But I think there will be a lot of more people who are defensive about yeah. their smombie behavior. There Although go. there was a lot of hate in the comments as well. Don't try to control my smombie behavior in public. I mm-hmm. have a right, a human right, to the smartphone. We've got just a bit of time. Let's hit this last item. Uh, food paparazzi, they're, they're being called, but they mm-hmm. have a very specific task. Mm-hmm. And it, they make it their business to pretend they got food poisoning from a certain restaurant's food and to request cash compensation from the restaurant owners. So it's as a scam. Well as, yes, okay. as well as collecting from government organizations, you know, organizations that reward reports of unhygienic business practices. So, like, Is this a big thing? Well, see, it's really hard to tell. It was from the Joseon Ilbo, and I like to take articles from there with a pinch of salt. Uh-huh. But I think it is a thing for sure. Okay. Um, and it's interesting they call them food paparazzi. That's a very cynical name for it. Right. I think it has to do with uh, paparazzi is also used to refer to people who sort of take photos of other people committing minor And then they turn them in and they get a little right, money for right. that. So that's, that's whole... kind of the common use of that word here in Korea. So, The food paparazzi. Mm-hmm. Uh, watch out, restaurant owners. That'll wrap up the Culture Pulse today. Violet, thank you for coming in. Thanks, Kurt. And Koreascape returns right after this. Mm-hmm.